Welcome to Operation Serial. Each week, we will discuss a cartoon of our choice and decide if we want to see it through or try something new. I'm Ryan Persaud. I'm Jennifer Uncle. Ready? Ready? Go! Alright, episode two. We're here. We're going to talk about uh, episodes three and four of Kolioko. Episode three is called Holiday in the Fog, and episode four is called Logbook. Before we run down what happens in these episodes, Jen, how did you feel about watching more Kolioko? Well, episode three was just, like, the first half of it was... Something about the performances and everything that was happening was really disorienting. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I felt like I was in a fever dream for a bit. <laughs> Episode four yep. was a bit more understandable, but also I continue to sour on these kids. I think they're dicks. <laughs> okay, that's fair. This is the show is very much like a fever dream. Um, let's run down quickly what happens in these episodes. Uh, in episode three, Holiday in the Fog, uh, Jeremy spray paints an image of Jim with bunny ears so he can stay on campus during the school spring break so he can work on materializing uh, his video game girlfriend um, and react to any Xana mishaps. What's the name of the... Oh, I want to... Is it Athena? Ailita. What? Ailita, yes, okay. Yeah. Ailita. Ailita is a video game girl. Always forget that for some reason. Um, there's a lot of, like, important video game terms, and I always, I, I always mean to say, like, Xana instead of Alita. So, um, uh, Sissy also, who is the, like, bully girl, who is not part, he, he, she, she is often the, the, the antagonist of these episodes. She stays, uh, on she tells the principal who is her dad, I think, that she needs to study, so she stays at school as well. Everybody else is on vacation with their families or doing other stuff. Ulrich is like had doing tutoring stuff. Um, everybody else is traveling elsewhere. Um, and then there's there's a smoke that develops in the school, and it kills a bunch of people. And they have to stop it before the smoke kills their friends who are stuck in a closet. So, what did you? What did you? What did you think of this? I couldn't. I I just said those words out loud, and none of it made any sense. Like really. <laughs> I guess this was the happening before the happening was the happening because what I'm learning with Code Lyoko is you should be afraid of everything because sentient smoke can come out of nowhere and <laughs> which like doesn't make any sense it's like the, it, it it functions like the i guess it functions like the persona 4 fog where it just envelops everything and there's no way to get rid of it 
Yeah, but, but it doesn't even envelop everything. It's very picky at no. where it is at any given point. Yeah, there's no explanation of like why, like why is it able to go outside and then kill people? That was this episode, right? Yeah, where the fog just killed random people. Well, it didn't actually kill people, but it knocked them unconscious and put them too close to death. No, it killed people. People were like in, in they were on their way to the fucking hospital, or they were being collected by ambulances, just with with a sheet covering them like they're dead what those people are dead yes do you not remember the shot <laughs> i could send you the shot you, okay um, send me the shot because i do people not died in this episode like lives were lost <laughs> in the fog which wasn't a fog it was a smoke even though the episode is called holiday in the fog also there's something about the delivery of lines from one of the bully characters was what are you gonna do Da-da-da-da-da. That sounded very yeah. much like Mark Wahlberg's character in The Happening. Like, what? No, we're not. Stealing? What? No, never. Would never steal. And yeah. I guess congrats to Kodo Yoko for beating M. Night Shyamalan in his own game because this is more entertaining than The Happening. <laughs> I still haven't seen The Happening. You should some point. Just to see what that's like. Should I? Maybe. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know if people dying was this episode. I could be mistaken because I'm like, I'm not seeing it. But I swear to God, there's an ep- there was an episode we watched where people were just dying. I feel like I would have recalled that if that actually happened. But yeah. There's a... Um, um, yeah, go ahead. It's... It was really weird to see him run out and saw we were watching Jeremy spray paint a fucking building. <laughs> like they revealed that was so weird. They revealed near the end that he got help from Ulrich, but it's it feels so out of character for everything they've established with these people before, and it just seems like all these characters are kind of shits in a little way. Well, well, both Jeremy and Ulrich are in that intro. Uh, it's very weird. I don't understand why they had to get in trouble to stay on campus. I guess because they needed an excuse. I guess Jeremy needed an excuse to stay on campus because I bet his family wanted him to hang out and do things instead of helping so his robot girlfriends. Like, yes. Yes, they can be like, I'm, I'm in trouble instead of like, I want to bring my girlfriend to life or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. At some point she's like, I thank you so much for what you're doing to me, you know? <laughs> and he gets like, super, he, he blushes and goes, oh, it's nothing, basically. Everybody, everybody. There's a... This this episode was so like weirdly anime too, because like at one point, uh, a Jeremy is like sitting in a chair, and then and then Jim comes up to him from behind, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And or maybe it's a different context, but like his response is like giving a peace sign to the camera and being like, uh, "Whatever, hey, I'm me, anime character." <laughs> yeah, and. During the montage of showing where everyone is going to, 
Odd just oh is God. trying to sneak a dog Odd through is trying an X-ray to sneak scanner. a dog through <laughs> fucking security at an airport. And security doesn't know what it is for like a minute, even though it's clearly a dog. <laughs> They're like, what is this skeleton child? It's it's moving around. Explain yourself. I guess the TSA is terrible whatever decade we're working with, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then Yumi's family is waiting for her mom to get ready to go, and apparently it, it they were in the car forever because bitches be taking forever <laughs> to, to put on clothes or whatever. It, they Ugh. say that she likes this re- one dress, but she seems to be in the dress when they're talking to her. She's just twirling around and stuff. <laughs> it's like, was this originally supposed to be your sister or your mom? I don't get it. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, then, and then she's gone. Like, I don't understand how she got to the school from there. She just leaves the car. And she couldn't have gotten far in the time it took for, you know, the camera to cut away. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. It's very much just like the Avengers are assembling onto Lyoko. <laughs> But yeah, they save everybody. Sissy and Jim are stuck in a closet. Ulrich goes and tries to save them, but he can't. So it's like a race against the clock to save them. Um, and then they do it. Sissy is like, you know, I only you know wanted to get close to them just to be a part of their group. Uh, and then that really doesn't go anywhere except for that happens. Jim is like, shut the fuck up. And she's like, mm, I knew no one cared about my feelings. And she's like, huh. Yeah, it's maybe like. I shouldn't have said that. It's like you're using up the oxygen if you keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and. Let's see. I guess Lyoko was pretty much the same as it ever was. The. For these two episodes, the, like, animation looked a lot better. But the action was a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, it looked better, but then, like, the action scenes were bullshit. These kids are so fucking bad at this, I don't understand how they're able to get anything done. They just get shot constantly and just die over and over again. Like, their the competency level between the first episode and now has, like, just taken a nosedive. I don't understand. Yeah, come to think of it, in every single episode except for one, all of the kids have died near the end. So, yeah. Not even near the end. Yumi goes in and just gets killed immediately. <laughs> like two seconds. True. <laughs> Why? Is that... Oh, wait. This is the one where they do that fucking rock trick. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, the rock trick was a lot. <laughs> she uses telepathy to move this boulder and you're like oh she's gonna crush them with it but no what she does is no she stands on (laughs) she jumps on top of it and then they just shoot her (laughs) and they just shoot her (laughs) oh such a terrible plan (laughs) yeah i don't understand they maybe couldn't afford to just smash things (laughs) ah god all right that's episode three Episode 4 is somehow more ridiculous. 
Ulrich's journal gets stolen by Sissy, and she blo- she blackmails him so she can date him. Um, and then at some point, there's a class field trip, uh, and Xana gets control of the bus, and the it gets controlled, uh, and Xana is trying to drive it into a nuclear power plant. Yeah, and they make a few gags about how oh, it's a electric bus, but it's not going to go fast at all, huh? Right. <laughs> that. Oh my gosh. Remember when that was a thing? Remember when everybody was like, we're going to go all electric? And then there was like a b- backlash to that? Yeah. Oh, the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um... The way that they handle the Auric and sissy stuff is really weird at the beginning. It's so bad. It's... Everyone's looking super shocked, like, oh man, he's holding her hand and stuff, and it's Well yeah, and then and then Ulrich just is sectioned off and just doesn't talk to them, which like what <laughs> I guess he's worried that if he doesn't that if he talks to them that Sissy will reveal things, but they immediately find a plan where Odd, Odd separates her from Ulrich for a moment so he can talk to Jeremy. Just says, we have some important things to discuss and somehow keeps her occupied for two minutes just insulting her. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, let's see. And the, but then the way they resolve that is like, just they're just doing the same thing, but to her. Yeah, they find like, her. Yumi, Yumi fi- like finds her journal, opens it up, reads it, finds some embarrassing stuff, and then blackmails Sissy with it. Yeah, and then was and then she's like, "Tell me where the journal is," and then the journal is just behind her. <laughs> yeah. Like she calls her, it's like, "Oh, it's on, it's on the st- bathroom stall," and she's on the bathroom stall. The bathroom stall is like ten feet high. I don't know, fucking know why. But it's up there. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and the journal... It is such a mess. And Sissy's journal is full of notes like, uh, I I regret doing this, but I really want to be close with this friend group. They seem cool. And every time they continue to treat her like garbage. It's... I get. I mean, her acting like that isn't great either, but... There's this sense that if these kids got over themselves for one fucking second, things would work out, and they never do. Even after they do the rewinding, this time the rewinding was entirely inconsequential because all it meant was, oh, I'm going to get my journal first and just say, fuck you to her. <laughs> yeah. That was the, also the case in the third episode. They rewind time and they just draw a different thing on the side of Jim's house. <laughs> they draw him as a king. Yeah. And that's supposed to be like character growth. Like, oh, you drew him in a way that he kind of likes now. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, there's no real growth here. <laughs> I do think, I mean, Sissy having a crush on someone and then forcing them to be in a relationship with her is really fucked up. And then she's even like, I know this is kind of mean, but you know, this is the only way it's going to happen. Is pretty evil. I must say. Yeah. There's also an element of, like, we can't have people knowing about what Xana does, which is fair. You don't want that out there. Yeah. But it also maybe creates not the best atmosphere for the group. 
Yeah, could you imagine anyone finding out, like, oh yeah, this bus or smoke can come out of nowhere and totally wreck your shit because there's this being in this computer who hates everyone and is trying to kill everyone constantly. How come Odd just, like, jumps out the fucking bus? <laughs> yeah, like, later on, they're like, well, we can't do that, it's too dangerous, but he smacks the button and just <laughs> rolls across the ground. And Jim's just like, what if we do that too? And everybody's like, no. And then Jim breaks the window and he's like, oh, this is a bad idea. Yeah, to be fair, it looks like they're going at a much faster speed by then. So maybe it was a situation that they kind of picked up speed over time. But the first time they showed that speedometer, it looked like it was 100 back when Odd jumped out. Mm -hmm. So I guess cats got nine lives or whatever. And then, and then Sissy's like, I want to help. And then Jeremy is like, well, you can be our go-between between me and Jeremy. You can hold the phone. You can hold the phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm amazed that the police's only solution to a runaway bus was continue chasing it from behind instead of anything like put out a spike strip or yeah. create a blockade. It's just, no, we're going to... We're going to constantly chase it from behind, and hopefully it'll stop eventually, maybe. Mm-hmm. Something I forgot to mention about the last episode, there's this really goofy Americanism that appears when Jim raises the chant when Jim raises the idea that Jeremy may come and save them, <laughs> Sissy goes. Oh yeah, that's great. The closest thing to Bruce Willis will just come and save us. Yeah. Like, oh my Jeremy god, Jeremy isn't anything like Bruce Willis. What? I feel like that was meant to be sarcastic. Like, oh, what is what does what is Jeremy gonna do about this? Yeah, it still was a really weird line to throw in there. And then is the 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 Lyoko stuff in episode four. Ailita like sings and then she makes a bridge. I don't understand how that works. Yeah, they're not really clear with the powers because also in episode three she made this log bridge appear out of nowhere. Hmm. It she when it's a dire situation in both of these scenarios, she is moving so slowly. Everyone is moves so slowly within Leo. She's world. so useless. <laughs> All of the women in the show are useless. They don't have anything to do. Xana, or not Xana, I always do this. Aelita is the person who has to reset everything, but then she just doesn't have any way to defend herself, and it's bullshit. Why is she so important, and then they didn't give her any fucking powers, except to like make shit. Which, like, build a... Just Fortnite your way through it and just make a wall. <laughs> to be fair, uh, in episode three, Sissy also confuses Xana for Aelita. She's like, I hear you keep well, yeah, talking about Xana. Aelita, like, like, huh? Is that your girlfriend, Xana? <laughs> it was like, no, it's a band, and you probably never heard of the band because your tastes are right. shit. <laughs> The last episode, Jeremy was like, I don't like rock music. (laughs) So that was rich coming from him. 
Yeah. Which, like, the idea of, like, Zan- the fucking video game world is just like, oh, that's your girlfriend, huh? That's pretty funny. Yeah. Hey, Santa, name five of your favorite songs if you like them so much. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. Honestly, <laughs> it, it it feels it's like so we're it's gonna bad. continue being like this for the next seventy episodes or however long it is. Okay, but don't you want to watch Big Bug episode five? <laughs> Big <laughs> it's Bug. Called Big Bug. <laughs> and the the YouTube thumbnail is them pumping their fists like, "Oh yeah, Big Bug." Yeah, Big Bug. And then episode six is cruel than the llama, and the thumbnail is just odd and Ulrich just smiling at the camera. Yeah, they look so happy smiling. That's a cute thumbnail. How cruel can the show get? They already threatened to blow up the fucking place. <laughs> yeah, so far the kids have dealt with Kanye West's teddy bear. Every single episode they just almost die. Yeah, electricity. Which, which, okay. Here's something that that I thought about watching these episodes that I can't unthink. Uh-huh. If they're going back in time, why do they have to hurry up? They're just going to go back in time. Even if they die, it doesn't matter. They're going back through time. So I get the impression that people who die in the show actually, they can't, that part doesn't go back in time. Because every time anyone is in slight danger of perishing, it's the most serious thing in the world. And so far we have not seen one of them actually die once, which makes me believe it's part of the world's rules, these unexplained rules, because there's presumably <laughs> a bunch don't of... don't talk about them. Yeah, because presumably, presumably there's a bunch of other episodes that are in French before this, and they haven't explained anything that happened within them. It seems pretty... From what I can glean, it seems pretty clear that if they die, they're going to die for real, and rewinding will not help. Sure. But let's just assume I wasn't imagining things and I did see people dying from the smoke. It wouldn't matter. They're dead. <laughs> they would just stay dead and then people would be like, how did these people die? Yeah. Right? I guess so. So then why does it matter? Why does this whole conceit matter of like having to hurry until, you know, before people die? I don't know. It, Maybe it, I'm just dreaming up the part where people died in that episode. Yeah, I I just watched the episode an hour ago, and I can say, yes, no one dies in that episode. I don't believe you. <laughs> you can watch the episode again I like this. the version of this where the smoke just envelops everything. Oh, so you just want to watch the, the mist? I guess. Have you seen the mist? No. It's okay. Uh, have I seen a movie? No. <laughs> oh, you should watch more movies. I should. I keep meaning to, but then I'm just like, I don't do it. Uh, which it's is two bad. hours long. Ugh, I'd rather game. <laughs> rather watch garbage cartoons for fun. <laughs> uh, it's, what? Anything else that we want to mention about these two episodes? Uh, I'm still stuck on the time traveling thing, but it's fine. Yeah, it's... The time traveling thing seems like a conceit they would bring out in, like, a Code Lyoko movie to be like, 
oh, there are actual stakes here, but everything's okay because we save the day and we solve things. Instead of this situation where it's very much lethal and very much bad news. <laughs> and happening in every single episode. They, they don't really explain why the kids remember everything either and the adults don't. Well, well everyone except well, those there's an, I get there's also an episode in episode three. Ulrich is like, you don't have to do this, you know. Xana's not going to do anything, even though they just had something happen. So maybe they don't remember. Maybe. That's very inconsistent. Oh, Because obvious, obviously in episode four they did remember because they were able to get the journal. Yeah. I just saw, so. thought of something really fucked up. What if they die and time rewinds and they can remember everything that happened when they died? That's fair. That doesn't seem that dark in the show. Like, what's the difference between almost dying and then dying? The difference and then going is back in time. The difference is that you can actually, you actually felt yourself die, and then you come back to life with memories of that. That's kind of so. A lot. They also have memories of almost dying. That's the same thing. <laughs> True. The thing that. Ulrich was dead on the fucking floor of that closet. He was not dead. And then they went back in time. (laughs) He was pretty much gone. Yeah, pretty close to it. Meanwhile. And then then Sissy was like, oh, he came to save us. Dog, he's knocked out. What's he going to do? And meanwhile, Aelita is hopping from log to log in the slowest fashion possible. (laughs) While these kids are choking out in a closet. Why don't they just go outside? Why do they go in a closet? I guess because there weren't any windows and only one door. So they were like, okay, if we we close every single entrance to this room, we'll be safe. But then, oh shit, no oxygen. What the fuck? Yeah, it's smoke. It's smoke. Just go outside. But, but then, then, but then, but then Jeremy goes out, or not Jeremy, Ulrich goes outside, and it gets attacked by the fog outside. So I don't know how the fuck any of this works. The, Other than like it's it's sentient fog. Yeah, the, the sentient. Yeah. The answer is it just happens. Yeah. Is there anything else? Uh not that I can think of. Um. Just about does it for me, I think. All right. Do you do you still want to watch this? <laughs> Let's give it two more episodes, and <laughs> if it's not significantly different or more entertaining by then, we'll move on to a different show. All right. I hear an enthusiastic yes. <laughs> uh, we're all just team Leo. We're just all team code Leoco here. Look, I need more Jim. Okay, I don't care how mean he was in these episodes. Jim is a lovable dummy. The part at the end, the part at the beginning of episode three, where Odd's dog breathes in his face and he starts chasing the dog around, was pretty good. Also, why is how does I want to see Odd's dog in this in the Code Lyoko in the game world? Please, <laughs> please have a dog who just fights other monsters and just just call it dog mm-hmm. 
Are you ready to go back in every episode? Are you ready to go back in time? Like, yes. We're almost what dead. Else? Yes. Yes. What are you talking about? Save us, please. All right. Let's move on to our uh, Amazon description of the week. You have episode two of Nick Arcade. Contestants Travis, Michelle, Megan, and Chris mumble their way through some radical small talk with Phil Moore before facing off in the video zone. Chris chokes on Alpha Mission 2, and Megan still hasn't forgiven him. <laughs> Jesus. Did Megan write this description? <laughs> Is this her way of getting back at her... I like friend decades later yeah i like i like the i like the phrase mumble their way through some radical small talk (laughs) (laughs) yeah podcasting oh god that feels like a call-out post (laughs) radical small talk (laughs) 360 not much what's going on with you (laughs) Boo, boo. <laughs> uh, Do you have a hot take then the show with? Um. It's your turn. I mean, I already did mine last episode, so you gotta <laughs> think of a hot take that has nothing to do with Total Biscuit, Arrested Devo- Development, and Detroit Become Human. Okay. Um. Star Wars should probably stop drawing attention to the facts that its droid politics are super fucked up. It needs to be less than three words. I know you don't listen to the podcast, but I edited it in the song, so it has to match the song. Okay. Um... Oh, my Ada was right.